in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, and I am coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee. Again, the news, it's not full of happy stories and unfortunately i don't have a whole lot of happy things to talk to you about today but there are things that are important nonetheless and hopefully i'll at least bring to you a little bit of insight that maybe you're not getting somewhere else when it comes to the stories that are being widely covered and i'll still try to bring you a story or two that's not necessarily being well covered uh, because they're still important uh, that's why I will bring it to you. Before we uh, get into anything today, however, I would like to heavily suggest <clears throat> that you spend some time considering what you're going to do with all of your hard-earned money, how you're going to preserve what wealth you've managed to build, whether it's a tiny nest egg or a impressive sum. How are you preparing for retirement? What are you doing to hedge against inflation? In times like these, it's probably more important than ever to make sure that when you're doing business with someone, that it is, in fact, someone that shares your values, which is why I would highly recommend 
that you learn how to secure your retirement by requesting a free investment guide from America's premier conservative gold company. That's right. We're talking about our friends over at the Harvard Gold Group. In this free copy, 100% free copy of their investment guide, you'll learn the answers to questions like how to privately protect your wealth from the digital dollar why your financial freedom and privacy are at risk, and how gold as an asset may be your last line of defense. I'm asking you, as always, not to take my word for it. Go see for yourself. Visit them at harvardgoldgroup.com or give them a call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-GOLD. Four six five three. In both instances, be sure to mention uh, promo code TAP T A P P. You will be eligible for extra benefits if you do. And uh, same thing, even if you just go to the website, make sure you mention TAP T A P P. Especially if they don't ask you, but if you give them a call, I'm guessing they will indeed ask. All right, uh, with that out of the way. Let's jump right in, shall we? In 1930, well, in the 1930s, Britain pursued a policy of appeasing Hitler and Nazi Germany in the hopes of avoiding a war. Unfortunately, to the contrary, as we now know, history showed us that by empowering the Nazis to invade and attempt to take over other nations, this policy of appeasement eventually ended up leading to World War II. Unfortunately, the European Union and the Biden administration have long been pursuing policies of appeasement when it comes to Hamas's paymaster, the Iranian regime. This policy has only emboldened and empowered Iran's ruling mullahs and their terrorist proxies like Hamas and Hezbollah. They've empowered and emboldened them to the extent that on October 7th, Hamas launched one of the most barbaric attacks of our generation. An attack against Israel and the Jewish people. Iran is now threatening to join the war against Israel that Hamas has declared and may well be hoping that this is a moment that they have effectively been planning for since 1979's Islamic Revolution. History, as we know, has repeatedly shown that appeasing terrorists only empowers them. Even in recent history, the Obama administration imagined, it seems, that enabling the expansionist, revolutionary regime of Iran, which is designated a state sponsor of terrorism, it seems that by enabling them to possess nuclear weapons, that this would somehow magically transform into peaceful membership in the family of nations, that this would somehow mean that 
with nuclear power and nuclear weapons in particular, that they would no longer pose a threat to the rest of the peace-loving world. Barack Hussein al-Awakbar Obama appeased the ruling mullahs of Iran by lifting sanctions and inventing the 2015 nuclear deal. He claimed he was confident that it would meet the national security needs of the United States and our allies. He outlined in the nuclear deal's preamble, it states that it was that all parties anticipate that full implementation of the deal will positively contribute to regional and international peace and security. What was actually the result? Well, we're seeing the results, but a lot of us have been looking the other way for a while. A lot of us have been ignoring the geopolitical realities. Uh, People that regularly listen to this show are probably way more attuned and astute to what's been happening. I try to curb, carve out a little bit of time, uh, most broadcasts, to, to point out the direction. But the actual result, the international community witnessed even more rockets launched by Yemen's Houthis at civilian targets, civilian targets, the deployment of Lebanese Hezbollah soldiers in Syria, and increasing attacks by the Iranian-funded Hamas on Israel and the United States. A lot of people continue to gloss over that fact. With billions of dollars of revenue pouring into the pockets of Iran's supreme leader, and the Islamic Revolutionary Guard, Tehran did not change its behavior for the better. Instead, Iran became even more empowered and emboldened to pursue its revolutionary ideas of anti-Americanism and anti-Semitism, as well as to accelerate its nuclear weapons program. Iran became, in fact, and this is according to the U.S. State Department, the world's worst state sponsor of terrorism, a claim that has not been disputed by the Biden administration, State Department, or by the Obama State Department, and certainly not by the Trump State Department in between those. At the peak of these appeasement policies towards the mullahs, Iran was emboldened to publicly harass the U.S. Navy, to detain U.S. sailors, to imprison American citizens, and threaten to assassinate former U.S. officials on U.S. soil for a $1 million bounty. The Supreme Leader has repeatedly vowed death to America, and death to Israel, and to raise the Zionist regime in less than eight minutes. Now, in case 
your inoculus to what that means less than eight minutes? How do you completely destroy the Zionist regime in less than eight minutes? You deploy nuclear weapons. The very thing that the Obama slash Biden nuclear deal, because he's so desperate to reinstate it, accomplished was an expedition. You're expediting the nuclear program, the weapons program. It's not for energy. It's for weapons. And again, I will remind you and anyone listening and anyone that will listen to you, if you will spread the word, that at the end of everything, when these people reveal themselves, when they show you who they are, when they tell you who they are, and then back it up with the actions, again, showing you, believe them. They don't care about queers for Palestine. They don't care about individuals who are going to be on their side. If you're an American, if you are a Westerner, if you believe in the principles of Western civilization, if you even just believe in the principles of Islam, but you don't follow the tenets exactly the way they think you should, you must be removed from existence. That is what they believe. The Biden administration, they look the other way continuously as Iran violated sanction after sanction, enabling Iran to build a war chest of its own. The Islamic Revolutionary Guard and its terrorist proxies in other parts of the world, including Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, and the Houthis, who attack Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates from Yemen, they've established this war chest for all these organizations that's in well of excess of $60 billion. This is documented. This is fact. You can look it up for yourself. You can find it relatively easily. Even the majority of the mainstream legacy media has got the information available. They haven't figured out how to hide it from you yet, or even that they should be. And why should they think that? Because when they've got college students and even high school students around the country out protesting on behalf of pro-Hamas activities, claiming that the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel was justified for whatever reason you want to imagine. There's no reason for them to hide the fact that Iran, with help from their friends in Russia, has been a bit of a puppet master in the region. Sadly, in spite of sanctions, some of of Iran's major trading partners are, in fact, member states of the EU. According to Iran's state-controlled news agency, Quoting here, Iran and the European Union's 27 member states traded some $4.36 billion worth of goods during the first 10 months of 2022. 
This is in euros, by the way. 4.36 billion euros. The first 10 months of 2022, registering a 14.28% raise. It's risen compared with last year's corresponding period. Germany was the top trading partner of Iran in the EU region during that period of time as the two countries exchanged over 1.6 billion euros worth of goods, 15.44% more than in a similar period of the year before that. Italy came in second, then the Netherlands, then Spain, but several other member states were still involved. So Germany, which preaches about human rights, which goes on and on about it as if somehow they have a historical presence to stand on that ethical precipice, as if they're able to get on that soapbox, as if they have the moral aptitude to stand there and speak to anyone else about the topic. They preach about human rights, and they have actually increased their trade with Iran. Currently, one of the worst violators of human rights on the planet. Their current government. Iran's radical regime whose mission is to export the revolution. That's a quote from their official statements. They're out here trying to export the revolution and bring Islamist rule to the rest of the world, creating the worldwide caliphate by bringing forth the return of the 12th imam. They plan on doing this via its military and it's terror groups that it supports. And uh, they will not alter their aims. It's not going to matter if we use policies of appeasement. In fact, we're only going to make it worse. We're only going to hasten their efforts worldwide at events of terrorism. And eventually, direct military engagement, depending on who we're talking about. And again, given their little axis of friends that have built up, they've been friends with Russia for a very long time. Russia's new alignment with China makes this situation far more perilous than it has ever been before. Yet here we are, continuing to attempt to be friendly, uh, continuing to attempt to pretend as if we can buy them off, that somehow the interest of greed means something to these people. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a certain amount of greed, and there's always a certain amount of human corruption, but the Iranian regime in particular, they're made up of true believers, guys, and that's part of why a lot of Westerners have a hard time understanding 
who they're really dealing with. They have a hard time understanding that even if appeasement had ever been shown to be a useful tactic in trying to change or to uh, persuade a hostile government, which it never has, but even if it had, they don't understand why it doesn't work in this situation. The Ayatollah, the Mullahs, they honestly believe that their chance at entering heaven is dependent upon hastening the return of the 12th Imam and making sure that they die as martyrs. That's their only guarantee into heaven because that's the way Allah has decreed it. The Biden administration and the European Union have pursued this dangerous policy, and it is dangerous to everybody other than the right type of Muslim. And you know what? Even then, the right type of Muslim is still, they're still on the block to become a martyr for the cause. So it's dangerous to everybody, period, by emboldening them, by empowering them, by enriching them, by giving them opportunity to pursue this activity. It puts us all in harm's way. But they continue to pursue this policy, not just of appeasement, but also of financing terrorists, of supporting a regime that chants death to America, death to Israel, that plots to push the United States out of the Middle East, that is committed to uprooting and replacing Israel, that has zealously been targeting American citizens and American assets, and that is one of only four state sponsors of terrorism, as well as a leading violator of human rights. It is high time that we actually put Iran's regime out of business. It's high time that we actually took steps to engage in a fashion, in a way that matters that would make a difference. Now, you can say what you want to about what that should look like. And, and I'm not necessarily saying it's going to require direct military action on our part. So don't put words in my mouth. But what I am saying is that we do need to be more aggressive at putting an end to it. And that probably starts by breaking the ties that they've currently built with Russia and China. That's going to require some efforts, but the biggest step here is standing strong in their current so-called unending, unquestionable support of Israel. They can't get squishy, they can't back out, and they've got to stop trying to lecture Israel about proportional responses. Instead, they need to be actively engaged in getting back American citizens who are currently being held. They need to make sure that we enact a certain amount of retribution for American citizens who we know for a fact have already been killed. There needs to be a response because that's all that's truly understood by the savage. And you can say what you want to about Palestinian people. You can say what you want to about uh, Islamic believers. You can say what you want to about Arabs of all stripes. I'm not talking 
about a grand stroke here. I'm not painting with a broad brush. I'm talking about the savages that committed the heinous, inhuman, animalistic acts of terrorism, the levels of carnage that which define what it means to be inhuman. There is only one type of retribution that is understood by people with that mindset. They must see civilization move to eradicate them. Incarceration is one thing. Eradication is another. But there are some people that cannot be rehabbed. They have already forfeited the right to exist in and among civilized people because all they will do is continue to take advantage of civilization's effort to give the benefit of the doubt. Civilization's effort to want to live, to coexist, to peacefully be side by side in a tolerant fashion. The decision, the desire of civilization to do that puts itself at risk. The very notion, the very ideas, the founding principles of what makes America great is also what puts America at its greatest risk because philosophically it ties both hands behind our backs when it comes to dealing with this level of savagery. We don't have to do the hard part, but we do need to provide cover for the Israelis as they do. We do need to provide backup for the Israelis when they when they seek justice for the crimes committed against them. This is Ross Thompson with Patriot Defender. You're listening to Tim Tap on Tapping to the Truth. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Should the recent Hamas attacks against Israel be of great concern to Americans, including those who cheered the Hamas terrorist actions in Israel? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Those vicious Hamas terrorist attacks against the state of Israel was historically shocking. Thousands of civilians and soldiers were murdered. Even babies were beheaded, along with women being raped by the Hamas barbarians. So far, the Israelis have responded with great force. But should we, the people in the United States, be concerned and on high alert? I say yes. Not paranoid, but alert and prepared. Think about it. The Biden regime has opened wide this nation's borders and invited in millions of individuals, the majority of which have only a desire, with the permission of certain U.S. government officials, to literally wreak havoc. 
Let us not forget thousands of Chinese military-trained young men are right here as well. The predicament we find ourselves in, we have our faith in God, though, and what comes with the Second Amendment. My fellow Americans, let us repent to God for allowing our republic to become morally bankrupt and turning away from him before it's too late. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Follow me via Truth Social at The Edwards Notebook One. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year, and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from the 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat, skull. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. 
Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschatz from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Hey y'all, this is Derek Johnson. You can find me at DerekJohnsonCountry.com and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tapping to the Truth. She's hair pulled back in a camo cap with a catfish on the line. She's an evening gown, night on the town, candlelight and wine. She's shy, she's bold, she's like a nice cold fireball whiskey shot. She's a big high five on the 50-yard line. She's a real cool kind of hot. With her long hair's blowing out a roll-down window, my old truck shines like a brand-new limo. I'm the guy with the big old smile and all the selfie shots. She's like an August day when you're bailing hay and that lemonade hits the spot. She's fun and free, lets me be me. She's a real cool kind of hot. Yeah, real cool kind of hot. All righty. Thank you so much for staying with me through that break. And now we are continuing on to the next topic. A couple of things, though. Number one, uh, the Constitutional Grounds copy, that's the older ad. I couldn't seem to find the newer one for some reason. Uh, so important to remember that the new promo code for uh, Ron is RE10, not 
RE20. It's RE10. That's the promo code you want to use when you go visit and get yourself some constitutional grounds copy. It's pretty good stuff, too, I must say. Now, I, I'm a guy that... I like some coffee. I, I'm invested in a different coffee company, and ordinarily I would use this platform to try to help promote awareness there. But my friendship with Ron, I agreed to uh, run the ads uh, for Ron before my investment in the new company. And if it still wasn't for the fact that it's a really good product, I probably would be looking for excuses to get out of the deal. But I'm going to continue to honor it. Period. It's just that way. Uh, just number one, I told Ron I would. And number two, it's a good product. I think you'll enjoy it. However, if you try Constitutional Grounds and decide you want to try something different, then send me a message via social media, and I'll send you in the direction of that other coffee company uh, that I own a small equity stake in. Uh, anyway, uh, the other thing, I, I know I come across at the end of that last segment very harsh. And I, I want to make sure that you understand that as a person that continues to see images that came from the result of the terrorist attack, I do get emotional about it. And that's emotion that is made even worse when I see some of the reactions and attempts to create a moral equivalency. It just gets under my skin. And if you focus in the same manner, I think you might understand. So please, don't judge me too harshly. Okay, uh, beyond that, I do need to remind you about our friends over at Four Patriots. Uh, great stuff are going, uh, going on over there with items that they're making available, special deals running all the time. The real question for you is when things go sideways, will you be prepared? A lot of you out there, rightfully so, are concerned that you may have to go a long time without electricity or even without food. That's why I've continued to try and promote our friends over at 4Patriots because they've got the preparedness products that you can use now that could save your life later. Uh, again, I've mentioned several times some of my favorite Patriots, uh, four Patriots items uh, have to do with their power generators. Uh, I've got my uh, Patriot Power Sidekick that I absolutely love, but they have things that are ramped up as high as their Patriot Power Generator 2000X. It uses an endless free power of the sun to keep your lights turned on, to keep your TV going, medical equipment. You can even run your refrigerator uh, off of this one. It's one of the bigger ones. You don't have to use the sun to charge it up, but if you got no electricity available, you've got that renewable resource. Pretty cool. Plus, it's expandable, and it comes with a free solar panel, and these solar panels are pretty cool. You also could pick one of uh, Four Patriots' best-selling survival food kits. Delicious tasting, designed to last for 25 years, but good luck hanging on to them that long. Once family members have given it a try, uh, the, you'll find them sneaking into it just to try to, to have something a little out of the ordinary. Because it does taste good. Don't just survive. Thrive with the survival food kits from Four Patriots. The power's out. 
you got no worries. All you have to do is boil water over a fire. You can simmer and serve. The product is that good. You enjoy a hot meal and you stay safe during a crisis. All you got to do right here, see, after a, a little discussion, the folks over at Four Patriots have set up a special page for listeners of the Tap into the Truth show. So all you have to do is go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P so that you guys can see this week's discounts and deals before they go away. So go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. But hurry, a lot of these things are uh, limited time only on the verge of being sold out and maybe months, if ever, that they're restocked. So these deals are the quick deals. Uh, you want to be able to take advantage of them. So save more money, get more peace of mind. Go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Uh, just don't hesitate. Go visit now. That's how they know I sent you. And you get that special uh, special offers that you just don't get anywhere else. Okay, so. I don't understand exactly how the deep state has become so obstinate that they seem to believe. They're so ingrained that they don't seem to understand that they are still answerable to the people. And they are. Or at least they should be. Example of what I'm talking about right now was one of the bigger stories of the past week. And that's the fact that there are a large number of folks working at the State Department that just really don't seem to understand that their role isn't to question or to get in the way or run interference of what the current commander-in-chief's foreign policy is. It's to either carry it out or it's to get out of the way. That's their job. If they don't like the way things are going, resign your position and then go protest however you want to within reason and certainly within the realm of what's considered legal. Since the attack on Israel by Hamas, Joe Biden has pledged, and, and I'm still, we know why, he's pledged unwavering support of Israel from the United States. Now, again, he's done this because he's seen an opportunity to wrap and bundle uh, money and aid and resources. Uh, we'll say this is going for Israel, and then we're going to send a fraction of it there and still send most of it back to his pet project in Ukraine. This past Thursday, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. went on national television and he addressed the United States of America. He addressed the American people, and he said that he planned to ask Congress for a $100 billion cash. He was going to request that this aid package be put together, and it's supposedly to fight Hamas, with some of that also going to the war in Ukraine. Fourteen billion dollars for Israel. But when the, the... Okay, before I go any further with this, I have to also point out that that 100 billion dollars, only 14 billion of it is meant to go to Israel. 10 billion is meant to go to Gaza. So it's going to end up in the hands of Hamas. And all of the rest of it, 
all of the rest of it. You've got 24 billion out of 100 billion going to the stated purpose of support of Israel, although nearly half of that 24 billion is actually going to end up in the hands of Hamas so they can continue to fight. And then the rest of that 100 billion going to Ukraine at a time when support for continuing military aid and cash going to Ukraine is shrinking and shrinking because there doesn't appear to be an exit strategy. So let's trade on the goodwill that the American people in general have towards Israel. Those numbers don't add up, boys and girls, and we should make sure that our elected officials, especially the ones over at the House, even though they don't have a speaker yet, they need to understand that that dog won't hunt. But despite Biden going on national television and making these requests, when left-leaning administrations are in charge, they tend to hire other left-leaning people to staff their departments and their agencies. They run the risk of hiring those who are even further left-leaning than the folks that are in charge. This was very, very brilliantly pointed out, by the way, by friend of the show, Becky Noble, when she was writing over for Red State in a recent article. In case you missed it, feel free to go check it out. Now, it has surely happened, this hiring the people that are further to the left than the people that are actually at the top of this administration. Way further left of where Biden is. But it has certainly happened within the Biden administration, and now it appears that there are a lot of very unhappy campers currently working at the State Department. Why? Because they don't like unwavering support for Israel. They don't like the idea that there might be an exit strategy here that harms Hamas, you know, the terrorist organization that they continue to support. There have been a ton of reports since last week of increased frustration among State Department staff over the Biden administration's U.S. policy on Israel. They feel as though the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, and his senior advisors are putting more emphasis on Israel and that the fight with Hamas and not enough focus on aid to innocent Palestinians living in Gaza. Dissent among the State Department staff comes in the wake of the resignation of Joshua Paul. Director of Congressional and Public Affairs for the State Department's Bureau of Political Military Affairs. Now, Paul cited the reason for his resignation as the U.S. sending arms and ammunition to Israel and what he perceived as blind support for one side. Now, it appears that Paul's exit may be just the beginning. There are others that are upset at a blind support of one side, a blind support for the side that was waylaid, that was punched in the gut, that was kicked in the nether regions by a terrorist organization, a group of people that came barreling across the border, killing, maiming, mutilating, burning, decapitating, 
kidnapping. Did I mention raping? How is there a second side? You're concerned about innocent Palestinians in Gaza. Then you should be equally rooting for Israel to root out Hamas and the Palestinian Jihad, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad organization. They're just as bad. They're operating in the same area. They're not a nice group either, another group of terrorists. You should be rooting for Israel to be fully armed. You should be rooting for us to make it clear that we will take steps to prevent incursions from the north, that we'll be more than happy to slow down any efforts from Hezbollah to move in and make it a two-front war, that we'll be happy to intervene should Iran decide to become more directly involved, especially since they are behind drone strikes against military bases where Americans were present. They have directly targeted us since we shot down some drones and some rockets that the Hatuthi rebels were shooting from Yemen that appear to have been directed at Israel. We should make it clear, hey, you guys want to dust up? We can kick the can uh, with everybody else. We can take care of this technologically. And if your big boy friends want to get involved, well, they might want to stand down. Because that's the only way to get these people to stand down. That's it. Right now, everyone in that region and every other part of the world, our, our enemies and our allies alike have all felt weakness and incompetence since Joe Biden's haphazard withdrawal from Afghanistan. I don't know how many times I have to say this. I don't know how many times other people have to say it, but it is clear. It's obvious. There is no question. The world became a much, much more dangerous place for everyone when that happened the way it happened. And a quick reminder, some of the weapons that were used by Hamas in their attack, their raid on Israel, were from Afghanistan. American weapons that were left behind in our haste to withdraw. Now, that's been pointed out. Multiple media sources have... Sources? Multiple media sources have mentioned it. Even the left-leaning mainstream legacy media has acknowledged that some of the weapons involved, some of the weapons in question, have been those weapons. And yet we seem to just gloss right over it almost as quickly as we gloss over the fact that there are American citizens currently being held. That there are American citizens who were killed on the initial incursion. We just keep glossing right over that. We keep wanting to pretend like there's not a reason why the United States shouldn't be more directly involved in what we currently are. And again, I'm not talking about putting men and women in uniform uh, on the ground, not having boots marching direct. We have the technological capability of dealing with anything and everyone in the Middle East. We have superiority that 
is unquestionable. The only time we should be even the least bit concerned is in the off chance that the uh, more buffed up friends that Iran has acquired recently might want to get directly involved. That should be our only concern. We can effectively push Hezbollah and push Iran and push Syria if need be, as Syria is also a client state of Iran. We can push them off the ball. We can push them back off of the line of scrimmage. And we can make sure that the point is made that despite China's best uh, efforts uh, to convince you otherwise, that we have not abandoned our post as a stabilizing influence in the Middle East, that we are not ready to just cede the Middle East to those who would encourage and finance terrorism. And that really needs to start within our own administration because we have financed way too much of it. We are behind the sending of U.S. taxpayer dollars to help facilitate this, as well as the release of funds that were technically already Iranian funds. They were seized and frozen for a reason. You got a bunch of State Department staffers right now that are whining because their feelings are hurt. Everyone's opinions count, but it doesn't feel like our opinions are being taken into consideration. Many, a rather vague word for this report, but many have described a, quote, chilling work environment and a culture of silence around discussing, uh, discussing any views about the Israeli-Hamas conflict. Some are described as depressed and angry about it all. Others are feeling, well, they're feeling as if they should just resign. They should. If you honestly support the actions of Hamas to the point that you think Israel shouldn't be getting the support that it has presently and shouldn't get more support and let's not use support of Israel as an excuse to send more support to Ukraine. If you honestly feel that way, you have no place in the State Department in the first place because you don't truly understand the simple nuance of our enemies are our enemies, our friends are our friends, and we have a vested interest in making sure that a Jewish state continues to stand. We had a vested interest in making sure that a Christian state continued to stand in the Middle East, but we just let Hezbollah show up and take over and either kill all the Christians or run the rest of them out. The ones that didn't leave were murdered. It's hard to imagine that right there beside Israel, not that long ago, really, long enough that a lot of the kids out protesting right now, it wasn't within their lifetimes. And so it's, as I get older, that seems like far less amount of time, but it wasn't that long ago that there was a Christian state right beside the Jewish state and still surrounded by Islamic states that would seek to destroy them. But we got whiners at the State Department. Every last one of them should turn in their resignation and get out. Just go. It's safe. 
it's fine. No reason to be worried. Uh, the administration will be just fine. The State Department will be just fine. Your expertise, not as expert as you might think. You won't be missed as much as you might think. It's all good, though. It's all good. It's just astounding to me that here we are in the left who have managed to control by use of the deep state, uh, manipulate the Biden presidency to this point into becoming the most left-wing, most extreme presidency that had existed. And that was no small uh, feat. The Obama presidency was fairly extreme, but at least during the first part, the the, the first term of his administration, he understood he had to at least pretend to be quasi-moderate uh, in order to get re-elected so he could do all the real harm in the second term. He understood that. Just was laying groundwork previous to that. And you can look at the group of people that are in and around surrounding the group as it's all part of this insanity. It would do the State Department good to weed out these whiners. They need to be removed because, again, they're whining because Joe Biden has said some things, and they're not even smart enough to understand that Joe Biden just wants an excuse to send more money to Ukraine. How dare you actually act as if terrorists are terrible people? They're only reacting to the unending occupation that ended in 2005. <laughs> Not that that was actually an occupation, but again, zero Israeli presence within Gaza since 2005. Zero. 2023 is the date showing up on my computer screen and over here on the calendar. 2005. We are literally two years away from 20 years. Means it's been 18 years for the folks on the left that accidentally are listening and maybe can't follow to do the simple math. 18 years. It should be a one-sided response because it was one side that committed atrocities, and then turned around and committed war crimes by hiding behind hostages and hiding under schools and under hospitals, hiding behind their own people as well as hostages. So if you are working in the State Department and you don't understand the situation, you got no business there anyway. Don't just threaten. Don't just whine. Resign. All right, real quick, before the end of the first hour, I do have to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Man, if you are looking for a holster that's designed to save you money, Vanish Holster's there. I mean, forget about the ultimate comfort factor, and they are the most comfortable holster, period. Uh, not my words, not their words, the words of thousands of their customers. But they are designed to save you money. They save you money by working for nearly all semi-automatic handguns, period. They almost all fit. You're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find something that won't fit. Designed to carry two magazines. It's designed to work without the need of a tactical belt, and it's also designed to let you carry in multiple positions. So that's fantastic, too, in case you, you're 
trying to carry in one position that's just not comfortable enough for you or it's just not working, you can change it around, and it's phenomenal. It's great stuff. Now, what you really want to do is visit them over at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Make sure you use the backslash T-A-P-P. Number one, it lets them know I sent you, but number two, and more important for you, it automatically activates a 40 discount on anything that you may order and again they've been asking me to remind you if you've looked at it before and you're putting off a purchase or if you're just putting off visiting and you were thinking about it do it sooner rather than later they've held off as almost as long as they can there's going to have to be a price increase before the end of the year so take advantage of it before the price increase hits that's www.vnsh.com backslash t-a-p-p the surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The surest uh, way to become the victim of a violent crime is to not have your firearm wound you when you need it. Vanish holsters. Smell the dust, feel the sun Fingers twitch just above the gun Hear the wind cross the plain There is no fear that I must contain And I'm in the eye of the hurricane I see the sweat across his brow I'm poised to draw in eternal now The fastest one is the one who's slain I still stand, got the better aim And I'm in the eye of the Push me just- 
just the same Then I'm in the eye of the hurricane I want the world to know my pain I'm Christina Bob, author of Stealing Your Vote and attorney for the Donald J. Trump for President 2024 campaign. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We now dive headlong into hour number two of today's show. Glad to have you here along for the ride. I am, of course, your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp. This is Tap Into The Truth. And, uh, you know, again, thank you for being here. Obviously, before we dive into the next story, the next bit of news, the next bit of, bit of my opining, I want to talk to you a little bit about our friends over at the Harvard Gold Group. As I'm sure you know by now, gold has outperformed the S&P 500 and the Dow since 1971, and I tend to think that it has a lot to do with the fact that that coincides with the year that the U.S. took the dollar off the gold standard. Obviously not a coincidence. When the U.S. government allowed the people to own gold again, they reclassified gold as a commodity rather than the paper currency backstop, even though the U.S. itself hoards and holds the highest amount of physical gold in its reserve. In fact, all countries, central banks, major institutions, and even the International Monetary Fund own substantial gold holdings. Now, if all of the entities that control fiat currency have physical gold you have to ask yourself, shouldn't you? Now, that's a question that Kelly over at uh, Harvard Gold Group has been asking for some time. And here's what I have to say uh, to you in response to what I just said. And that is quite simple. In the current age, you really, really need to, to do business with people that you know share your values. So you should be reaching out to America's premier conservative gold company. That is the Harvard Gold Group. You can reach out 
you can request a 100% absolutely free investment guide from them. You can do it by visiting them over at harvardgoldgroup.com or giving them a call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. You can request that 100% free copy of their investment guide, and you can learn how to privately protect your wealth from the digital dollar. You can learn why your financial freedom and privacy are at risk. And more importantly, you can learn how gold as an asset may be your last line of defense. So give them a call right now. uh, Visit harvardgoldgroup.com. Don't forget to mention promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P. And if they don't ask you about it, be sure to remember to mention it. That's how they'll know that I sent you. And that's how you'll qualify for additional gold or silver with a qualified purchase. That's that's part of it. Now, obviously, they have other deals going on, too. Call and you'll find out what all those deals are. Again, Harvard Gold Group, all one word, dot com. Check them out right now. Now, with that having been said, we've got to get to the next story. Now, a, a big story that's been kind of upplayed in conservative circles and ignored by mainstream legacy media as much as possible. It would appear that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., in fact, received a $200,000 personal check from his brother James shortly after James Biden received a, mm, well, let's be generous and call it a shady loan of that particular same amount. Now, this was announced uh, this past week by the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, who actually has been doing really good work, I think. James Biden's now bankrupt healthcare business, AmeriCorps, sent him the wire loan on March 1st of 2018, the same day that he paid back his influential brother, according to bank records. This is the first hard evidence linking directly Joe Biden to influence peddling schemes. In 2018, AmeriCorps wired $600,000 in loans to James Biden. Now, why is a business wiring loans to the guy who's supposed to be running the business? I mean, there is supposed to be some level of backstop to prevent that kind of creative accounting, isn't there? My question is, do they have a legal way to explain that part? I'm sure they'll make an effort, but the question of whether or not it's actually legal, their excuses aren't going to be enough to explain that part away. Now, the guy who's currently residing in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, his brother, he received those loans, $600,000 in 2018 alone, meaning he's received others, but he received these loans on the assumption that the Biden name could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. Now, again, this is quoting from uh, Comer, and this is what he said in a video that was released uh, this past Friday, citing the bankruptcy court documents that he obtained. Now, it was in the bankruptcy documents 
talking about the Biden brand, talking about uh, acquiring investments from the Middle East. Notably, AmeriCorps sent the money to James Biden and his wife's personal bank accounts instead of their joint business account. James then paid Joe Biden through the same account. A little sloppy there, uh, James. Now, these newly revealed uh, bits of information, it's the product of Comer issuing three subpoenas for Hunter and James Biden's personal and business bank records. You know, the same records the Democrats keep saying, no, you don't have a right to see those, and no, they're not the president, and no, you're just desperately trying to harass people that are related to Joe Biden, and it's all about this uh, effort to try to get revenge for the truth of us going after the orange man who's bad. It would appear that these subpoenas are actually getting, connect the dots, actual evidence of direct payment to one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who all these lefties and the mainstream media and these Democratic office holders keep saying has done nothing wrong. You know, the same way they used to say that Hunter had done nothing wrong until they could no longer say that. And then they kept saying, well, Joe's done nothing wrong until they could no longer say that. And now they just say that there's no direct evidence of direct, 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 direct. Well, here's something direct you guys uh, harder and harder to deny it in it bottom line here and back to quoting uh, representative comer bank records don't lie and coupled with witness testimony they revealed that joe biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain now, Comer did not disclose why James Biden sent the money, but noted House oversight is looking into the matter. The Republican congressman also sided on the president to answer. He called on the president to answer questions pertaining to the said financial arrangement and possibly others, which means other than what he has acknowledged they already have evidence of other direct payments. It's just, that's all they've revealed so far. Right now, they're doing an old investigative technique. They're shaking the tree to see what else is going to pop out. Back to quoting. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden as a loan repayment. AmeriCorps, a distressed company, loaned money to James Biden, who then sent it to Joe Biden. Even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's still troubling that Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial dealings. Have to agree. I mean, it doesn't do any good to disagree, right? But uh, what will happen, inevitably, is a ton of lefties, a bunch of Democrats, all the legacy mainstream media, they're going to stand and they're going to say, no, this isn't legitimate. Uh, this is uh, obviously a case where Joe Biden gave a personal loan to, to James Biden, and then James Biden gave a personal loan to the business business. 
And then the business, uh, as it was failing, uh, they decided to funnel back out the money. Uh, personal loan to James personally so that he could personally pay back Joe. Uh, yeah. Except that's really not how that should work. Now, I get it. There are occasions where a sole proprietorship or limited partnerships can get personal loans from would-be investors that are giving them those loans, not necessarily based on the expectations of the business, but on the expectation that the individual that they are trusting with this investment with are going to be able to repay. That argument, you can make it. I'm willing to listen to it. There are occasions where I've been in a situation where I've loaned money to somebody when knowing that what they were going to do with that money. It's just like, all right, I'm not, I'm kind of shaky on if what I think you're going to do with this money is going to pay off like you say it is, but I'm going to trust you to make it right regardless. Now, did James Biden violate the law by withdrawing that money from his failing business before it finished falling apart so he could pay back his brother? Did it fail because they were unable to secure enough influence peddling? There's a lot of questions here, but ultimately it's opening the door and it's starting to lay the groundwork. It's pretty clear that even if you play devil's advocate like I just did, there's still way too many questions that are unanswered and there's still way too much appearance of impropriety for you to not look further, for you to not be willing to admit and acknowledge that something fishy is going on here. Clearly, the Bidens were engaging in trading on their name. Now, I'm sorry, you go around, if somebody starts trading on my name, they're hoping to cash in on whatever influence I have. Now, I'm not sure how much influence I have with you guys. I'm trusting that I have enough that uh, our sponsors are able to cash in on that. Because that's the idea. They're helping to make this uh, possible. They're helping to elevate the show. And in the process of elevating that, they're hoping that being exposed to you guys as the audience will in turn equal uh, business with like-minded people. Uh, again, whether we're talking about the Harvard Gold Group or if we're talking about Four Patriots or if we're talking about Vanish Holster or even if we're still talking about Native Path, who's no longer with the program, but still has a fine product. And again, that link, by the way, is still operational. Uh, so if you have put off or you were thinking about it, still take your full advantage of being a listener of the show and visit fixswollenfeet.com uh, because, again, it's worked wonders for me. And, and I really do want you guys to be healthy and taking care of yourselves and use supplements that do what they say they do and are helpful. And like I said, the whole time they were a sponsor, uh, I can't guarantee you that it will work as well for you as it has for me. But what I can guarantee you is that at the price point they're offering, when you go to fixswollenfeet.com, it's worth finding out. Because there's a really good chance that it'll work at least as well and possibly, in fact, I might even say probably, better for you than it has for me. And maybe even in ways other than how it's worked for me. But anyway, I, I digress. I pull back. The point is that these are all companies 
that are like-minded. They are conservative folks looking to try to provide products and goods and services to people that are about being self-sufficient, that are about being self-reliant. Those are the kind of folks you want to do business with. And I assure you, it's, it's the polar opposite of doing business with companies like the Endeavors Group, who I wrote an article about. How they're involved with these Biden scandals and no-bid contracts. Certainly better than doing business with AmeriCorps. These companies that the Bidens set up, they were doing business as AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps. Does that even sound like a healthcare business to you? Oh, well, you know, we're going to go get some uh, major uh, donations from the Middle East. Why does a medical company need investment from the Middle East? I mean, are you not capable of sufficiently getting investment from Western countries? Uh, if you're providing a quality health service, it seems like that'd be easier to do here than it would be to raise monies there. Just wondering out loud. Do business with people you trust. Now, yeah, that's the thing. If you're going to invest your money somewhere, invest it in things that you feel are going to bring you a reasonable return. Investing in anything with the last name Biden is really only going to work to enrich the Bidens. We've seen this. It's been well demonstrated. It, all you have to do is acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. That's all. That's all. So again, we're connecting the dots now. We're one step closer. And again, based on how this was released, Representative Comer is making it pretty clear that he's still playing his cards very close to the best. I think they've got several other direct payments already on record, and they're just waiting to see what happens next. Who is going to roll over out of fear that they're about to be set up to take the fall by the Biden crime family? Seems legit to me. All right, well, let's take that mid-hour break a little early. Uh, it's only a little early, though. Uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. But before we do that, again, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Four Patriots. You know, I did just mention them again. And the reason I keep mentioning them is because they've done a really cool thing. Uh, talking with, with the folks, they have set up a special page just for you. They've set up this page for listeners of this show. This page, it shows this week's discounts and special deals. Now, I keep asking you, when things go sideways, will you be prepared? And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to, to make it seem like it's all doom and gloom out there. I don't have to. All you had to do is either spend a few minutes watching the news or look out your window. And depending on what part of the country you're in, what you're looking at should be enough to convince you that you have every reason not to be afraid, but to be concerned. Yes. So when things do go sideways, and we know they're kind of heading in that direction right now, 
Will you be prepared? Legitimate question. There's a lot of you out there, you're concerned that you might have to go a long time without electricity or food. Those are the two biggest things that Four Patriots work to do. They got other stuff too, water filtration, seeds, gardening stuff, all kinds of cool stuff. Anything that has to do with preparedness, they can hook you up with. But those are the two biggest, they've got you covered. That's why I've worked so hard to introduce you to Four Patriots. That's why we have partnered up to the level that we have. Get your preparedness products that you can use right now if you want to, like to, feel like it, but also make sure that you keep enough on the standby because they literally could save your life later. Doesn't matter if you're looking at their best-selling survival food kits or if you're looking at the brand new Patriot Power Generator 2000X. Whatever it is you're looking to do, they have over 2 million customers that will swear to you these are the folks to do business with. Over 2 million. So, what do you do? Go visit that special page I mentioned earlier. 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Be sure to do the backslash T-A-P-P. Because again, two things. Number one, it lets them know I sent you. And the other thing is it sends you to that special page where you can see those special deals. Some of which are going away fast. So go to 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. That's the number four. Patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. So, again, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. I got no thrill on Capitol Hill. Once again, it's all about the old adage. It's not what is done, but rather who does it. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Space from the Edwards Notebook being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. As I speak, numerous tortured sovereign Americans remain in ghoulish gulag prisons. Many of the J6ers are charged with insurrection and entering the U.S. Capitol building. Ironically, many of the J6ers being charged never even entered the Capitol at all. Yet, pro-Palestinian insurrectionists actually did enter and occupy the Federal Office House building in Washington, D.C. The anti-Semite pro-Palestinian insurrectionists wore masks and dressed in black, demanding that Israel stop defending itself from Hamas rocket attacks against civilians. <laughs> Palestinian Philistine Representative Rashida Tlaib was leading the insurrectionist protest. She even ignored questions from the media about why she continued to drone on about Israel bombing a Hamas hospital after it was already proven that it was a Hamas rocket that destroyed that hospital. As of now, no actual pro-Hamas insurrectionists have been charged or arrested for insurrection. Double standard of justice, anyone? I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where to go to at the Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. 
It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly from your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Under just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone Magazine, Billboard Magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition MyPillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work. 
America's woke free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschetz. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschetz from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made me. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. That is correct. We would all be fine without your version of progress, all you lefties out there. All right, glad to have you here. Uh, obviously, thank you so much for being here as we now move into the final segments of today's show. Before we do that, again, need to remind you, older commercial for the Constitutional Grounds coffee. So the current promo code is RE10. Not the RE20 that's mentioned in the ad. So if you're going to go visit it, be sure to use RE10. And I'm going to have to make sure that I get <laughs> the correct one back in place. Also, with that, I do want to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters again. I keep telling you, and I think it goes without question. The surest path to tyranny is to give up your guns, and the quickest way to become the victim of a violent crime is to not have your firearm on you when you need it. Now, if you're legally eligible and able to carry a firearm, you need to make sure that you do. But it's more than just having it. You need to make sure you're doing the training to make sure you're going to be effective at using it in the event that you have to. But you also have to make sure you actually have it with you. Uh, lots of times, comfort is a factor in that. I'm ashamed to say that I fell into that category for one point in time, but I've overcome it, and I need you to overcome it too. And you can do that by getting for yourself the most comfortable holster, period. Not my words, not their words, the words of thousands of their customers. Of course, we're talking about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Don't take my word for it, though. Go see for yourself the money-saving design that is so very comfortable. It's designed to work without the need of a tactical belt. It's designed to work with almost all semi-automatic handguns. It will carry two additional magazines, so you've got the ability to quick reload if you need it. And it's just a really, really good design. You can do the multiple positions so that comfort is maximal. Just, again, don't take my word for it. Go see. 
www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Do it now rather than later. Uh, take full advantage of the buying power that your dollars have left, despite Biden's best uh, efforts to eliminate that. Uh, you, you use the backslash T-A-P-P in an effort to, number one, let them know I sent you, but number two, automatically activate for you a $40 discount. Beyond that, they do insist right now that I remind you that they've been holding off price increase for about as long as they can. There will need to be one before the end of the year. I don't have a set time on that. But if you've been putting off visiting or if you visited and you put off making a purchase, just don't do it much longer. Uh, try to take advantage before the price increase takes into effect. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right. I wanted to bring something out of the archives for you at this point. Uh, we're in the last sec segment of the show. I covered the majority of things I really wanted to talk about today. Uh, so we'll hit on another topic here in a minute. I have a smaller story, but it's not going to take very long. But I wanted to ask you guys a question. I got a lot of positive feedback back when we were doing this. And we are getting into that time of year again. So I wanted to play for you one of the more popular voter apathy project clips, uh, just as a reminder. And I may replay a few of the other more popular ones uh, over the upcoming next few broadcasts. But I want to get feedback from you. Do you think... I should bring back the voter apathy project. And if so, should we do it before we get to the end of the primary season or should we wait until the general election? But uh, let's play it again just as a reminder. Hello, Americans. Tim Tap here again for the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that taking guns away from law-abiding citizens makes America safer? Do you believe that fewer police in the communities that are suffering from the highest rates of crime is a good idea? Do you believe that Hollywood celebrities are so much smarter than the rest of us that we should listen to what they have to say and live our lives the way they want us to? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't care enough to understand why the framers created the Second Amendment in the first place. You've also demonstrated that you don't care enough to understand crime statistics and why they matter. And you've also demonstrated that you're simply not willing to think for yourself. So... If you've said yes to any of those questions, maybe instead of going to go vote, you should just go watch another movie. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, you should just stay home on Election Day. All right, so... Just in case you guys forgot about it, that was one of the more popular ones, especially with the, uh, you know, just stay home on election day bit. But here's the thing. 
I got mixed reviews. I it drove some of the lefties that came across them nuts. So I kind of liked that uh, because I didn't get that. This is still satire. I don't really want to create voter apathy, but I do believe that if you don't care enough to know about the issues, to understand what it is you're voting for and how your voting is going to affect everyone, if you vote a certain way and your side wins, then you probably shouldn't cast a vote. It's still meant to be satire. It's still meant to just kind of like, hey, da-da-da, and I'm driving points home explaining why, if you believe a certain thing, that maybe what you really should do is, you know, tap into the truth of the situation. So anyway, let me know. Should I start making some more, because the last couple of election cycles, we haven't done it, and, and I've gotten some flack from some folks. They're like, why aren't you doing new ones, or why aren't you at least replaying some of the ones that are quasi-generic but would still apply. It's like, uh, okay, good point. And, you know, I know I talked about it, but I want to get some feedback. Should we do brand new ones? And if we are, should we do it for the primaries or should we wait for the general? Seems pretty simple and straightforward to me. Looking forward to your responses. All right, so here we have a, a situation ongoing in Seattle. It seems like there's always a situation ongoing in Seattle. But this one is a little different than the norm, kind of, sort of, but not really. And let me explain. There's a high school in Seattle that is currently the center of a controversy. Uh, a controversy that involves a number of football players allegedly sending out texts about, well, about raping female students. Students at the school staged a walkout this past Friday, claiming that the school did not do enough to hold the players responsible. Now, maybe you would agree with that. Maybe not. Let's dig a little deeper. You see, the football players were suspended for their alleged behavior. That didn't stop the students from staging their walkout on Friday. I'm thinking this was really more about an excuse to get out of school on a Friday. They did this on Friday morning. It started at 11.30 a.m. local time. The walkout reportedly lasted only a couple of hours with students gathering at the school's football field across the street from the high school. Uh, this according to local uh, KCPQ. One student said that, quoting here, there was a lot of people sharing their stories, adding that the event was, very heart-touching and heartfelt to me because I also shared my story about things involving the football team, things involving the boys that go here. There was a lot of people called out. There were reportedly more than 100 students who took part in the rally at the uh, Chef South High School. Some of these people were holding signs and wearing pink. The students expressed their discontent with the school's administration and how they handled the situation after details in the incident came to light. The school said that they had decided to suspend the football players, but for many students, 
that's not enough. One female student who was allegedly mentioned in the text said, quote, I was one of the girls that they talked about. It's very weird and disgusting that they did. I was just kind of mad because those are people that I trusted and I thought I knew. Now, this particular student is just one among many who is not convinced that the school did enough to address the text messaging, saying, quote, I feel like the for people that were basically planning out doing something sexual, that they should be way more punished than just like a little suspension. Now, I would counter that if you are actually a high school athlete, to the point that you're not going to get to participate in your sport, especially as your sport's regular season is winding down and playoff spots may or may not be on the line, this is more than a little suspension. It's a big deal for these guys. And did they do something wrong? Well, clearly, if they were sending out texts where they were planning on actually raping people, uh, then, yeah, they, they crossed the line. Uh, even if this was still intended to be little more than locker room talk bravado about, yeah, the things I'm going to do to that, yeah, it, it's still bad, all right? It should not be acceptable, but that still brings about the question, did any of these people act on these statements that they were texting back and forth? Did any of these people lay out plans where they were preparing to actually do something? Uh, what was the actual level of due process? Something that is still important and shouldn't be ignored, despite how wrong the perceived action may be. Again, we're still having to use the word alleged here. Now, I, I get how you would feel if you were targeted in this kind of talk. Yeah, it's reasonable for a female student whose name might have been part of this back and forth would probably feel stronger about it than someone who wasn't. As of the moment, part of the reason why they're probably concerned about it, it's still not known exactly how many days the football players in question were suspended for, or if there is an additional element of punishment that they're planning on bringing forth. So the suspension is just a first step here. The report from the local station also noted that Seattle Public Schools said athletic leaders are currently in the process of developing a plan to prevent sexual harassment. The school's administration said that the students who took part in the rally had a right to do so. So basically, walk out of class, it's okay. We're not worried about it. But I'm, I'm having a hard time imagining that a high school in Seattle doesn't already have their plans and their ability to prevent sexual harassment all laid out. We're talking about Seattle. We're talking about one of the homes of woke. We're talking about a public school where the administrators are so indoctrinated themselves within wokeness that they probably have been over backwards to try to establish anyway, I'm going to back up off there before I say something that someone will undoubtedly take out of context, but the point being that this walkout occurred when people didn't even know what the full extent was going to be. Uh, 
but they did know that some punishment had already taken place. A lot of these students were feeling threatened. Should students have to feel that way, especially when it comes to threats of sexual assault? No, absolutely not. That is something that shouldn't be tolerated. There should be action taken. Is a suspension from school appropriate? That really is for the administrators of the school to decide. And if the parents aren't happy with it, they're not satisfied with it, then they need to elect new school board members so that they can change school policy to get something more in line with what they would like to see happen. Maybe they will be happy with the new plan. And I'm sorry I'm going to say new plan because, like I said, I really don't believe anybody in Seattle didn't already have a plan to address sexual harassment. But I keep coming back around to this. Did anyone do anything other than say stuff? I keep coming back to this idea that these kids are feeling unsafe. When as far as this story is reporting... All we know is that some guys were texting back and forth, and then somebody let it slip. Somebody who wasn't supposed to see the text eventually did. Did that somebody honestly believe that they were going to take steps? Did they feel like they were doing the whistleblower thing to try and save people? If they honestly felt that way, then good for them. But if nothing had happened then it's just as likely that these were high school kids just talking smack. And as dumb as that is, it's still a thing that's going to happen. To try and stop that for high school uh, athletes in particular, who presumably have elevated levels of testosterone by this point, to expect them not to do dumb things <laughs> is like asking the sky not to be blue. Now, again, there need to be limits to what's tolerated. And I'm not even saying this should be tolerated. Again, don't get me wrong. But my problem comes with the fact that what does it actually take these days for kids to feel unsafe? What does it actually take? What is the limit? What's the trigger point, boys and girls? We have created a generation of young people who don't seem to be able to function if they become offended by something. A generation of young people that right now seem to require cry closets if somebody hurts their feelings rather than suck it up, buttercup, and move on. We live in a country that has certain founding principles. And one of those founding principles was freedom of expression. And freedom, freedom of expression, when you apply it as in the First Amendment, it doesn't guarantee you the right to not be offended. It actually guarantees that when properly applied, you will be offended at some point, most likely will be offended often, because when people express themselves freely, you're not going to like everything they have to say. Does that mean they deserve to be punished because they say something you didn't like? Again, in certain circumstances, when you're dealing with minors, when you're dealing with youth, 
there does need to be repercussions. There are repercussions with the proper application of free speech. That repercussion may be going out and uh, protesting, standing with Palestine, just as an example. And then the repercussion may be that a law firm may decide to rescind the job offer that they had given to you when you were scheduled to uh, graduate from law school before you went out and protested. That is legitimate, too. There will be consequences. A suspension seems appropriate. Given the nature of what happened, I am, I'm not, again, not condoning the behavior, and I'm not even really uh, acting, uh, saying anything negative about the response to it. My question here, again, comes back to the, what about the students who weren't directly named, who felt it necessary to take a stand, when they still don't even know yet what the full amount of punishment is going to be? Does there need to be more punishment than the suspension. I, I have a hard time saying, especially for athletes that are going to miss games, that that's not sufficient as long as the only thing that happened was the texting. Now, if something went beyond that, then it's entered the realm of criminal and it's not even a school issue anymore. Uh, forget suspension. They should be expelled and they should face criminal charges. There needs to be consequences when you actually commit crimes. But saying you're going to do something is not committing a crime. It's not the same thing. The Supreme Court has even decided that yelling fire in a crowded theater is not criminal. We have established that you are fully permitted to be as dishonest as you want to be, even in a public trusted setting. If you can be part of the media, you can be part of news reporting, and it's perfectly okay for you to knowingly lie to try to set your agenda. That has been okayed. It's been approved. It's all part of your First Amendment right to freedom of expression. I will say that it's wrong. I will always try to bring you truth, and I will bring you a lot of my opinion, and sometimes that opinion may seem inconsistent, because I'm going to feel differently about it uh, some days based on other days. Some days I'm going to have more emotion behind the things that I'm saying. Some days I'm going to sound harsher. You know what? We all fit that description. We all feel that way. We all have those moments. We all occasionally say things we don't mean. Sometimes when we think we're talking back and forth in the safety among a circle of friends or a, a special group like a team, we will say things that we wouldn't ordinarily say and certainly would never follow through on, certainly would never uh, act on. But it still doesn't make it okay to say those things, especially if you're naming someone in particular. So a punishment for children, yes. Now, if you're talking adults, if all you've done is send a text about, yeah, I think I'm going to meet that person after work, blah, blah. But until you do, you haven't committed a crime. Now, it's something else. If you're sending those texts to the person, then you're stalking, you're doing weird stuff, then you've committed a crime. But you know what I'm saying. It's not a terribly nuanced or terribly complicated issue. It is a basic matter of what was the level of due process? Are we even done with this? Why do these kids feel so threatened? Is there a pattern of bad behavior that's been allowed at the school by these uh, athletes that they feel like maybe they will act on it? Is there something else going on? Again, lots of stuff 
just not known. But there still seems to be a one-sided effort in reporting. We need to start reteaching our kids, our next generation, and at this stage, uh, I'm old enough that it's my grandkids. I'm sure for a lot of you, the same deal. We need to start teaching them again how to be tough, how to respectfully disagree with somebody. One of the biggest reasons we don't have a Speaker of the House right now in the House of Representatives is because so many people that vote Republican, that fall under the Republican Big Ten as far as the party is concerned, we have made enemies of the good in the name of seeking the perfect. We have failed to no longer acknowledge that we can disagree with someone on uh, some issues and still work with them, and still work with them well, still move a positive agenda, a conservative agenda forward. We fail to do that because we're too busy trying to put purity tests in the way. We need to return to some emotional toughness. We need to return to the idea that we can get along with people that we don't always agree with. We even need to get back to a place where we can respectfully disagree vehemently with some people and still be okay with one another at the end of the day, still be a good neighbor at the end of the day. We've got to return to that because that is in the essence of what it means to be an American. It's the essence of the melting pot. It's the essence of all things that are good because we as Americans are a great and good people because we are a moral people. Despite what our culture looks like right now, I know you're probably thinking, Tim, what are you smoking right now? Because that is some grade A bovine excrement you're spouting. Look down the street. I'm not seeing much in the way of more. Okay, so you can question the morality of our nation. But we still instinctively know the difference between right and wrong. We still instinctively know what the discussions, what the arguments, what the battles, political and social, are. We know where we're drawing the lines, and if we weren't a moral people still at our our hearts, our souls, our essence, we wouldn't know which lines to be drawing. We wouldn't know which fights to be having, which battles are worthy of it. We just wouldn't. And we are still the majority. We're just letting wokeness and cancel culture squash us down and squeeze us and make us feel scared and small. We have to stop that. That's going to have to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for staying with me to the end. As always, I appreciate it. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. And most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid.
control is using both hands. Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep. To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep. Stalin, Hitler, Mao, Amin, and Pol Pot. They told us things that you never forgot. Is using both hands. Well, I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223. Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family. Using both hands.